communion. It's a great chance for us to take into account what's going on. We also want to now take into account through the word. All right. And uh, just taking some time to hear from him as he speaks to us. And uh, we're going to do something a little different today. I've got Pastor Abraham here. I'm just going to ask you to come on up, man. Pastor Abraham is with us uh, from Haiti. Good to have you, bro. Yep. And uh, Pastor Abraham, I asked him to preach this morning. He's just going to bring a short message uh, here from Isaiah. Here's the focus. Who is this Christ and what has he done for us? And and uh, just so you know, Pastor Abraham is from Haiti. He's with us for the month of January here. We're doing an internship together. And uh, there's a church that Pastor Abraham is pastoring down in Haiti in Jacmel. And uh, that church has been going for around 14 years plus. And, and uh, the church is going to be uh, coming to become a harvest. Harvest Bible Chapel, Jacmel, Haiti. All right. And so that'll probably be in the April time frame, God willing. Right. And so we've been working together here in January. And uh, Pastor Steve and Pierce as well. Uh, great to have you, bro. So I appreciate it. Bring the word this morning and uh, may God bless us all through Isaiah 53. Yeah, Thanks, bro. Good morning, Harvest. Good morning. It's good to be with you this morning so we can share together the word of God. It's the, as it is said, it is we redeem. The title is Redeem. We've, I was here last Sunday and we, re, we learned together uh, about what God did to Jesus to save us from sin. And he set us free. And we are all free because of that. As we read, we read God's word this morning in Isaiah 53, verse 1 to 12, we can see that God looked at, he looked the fall of Genesis chapter 3. And God made a redemptive plan. And the redemptive plan is that through God so that God can send him to make his forgiveness available. God's forgiveness is available to all people. He said that God was pulling aside the curtain of times of Isaiah's day to let the people of Isaiah's day see ahead the suffering of the Messiah, the one who is called to make God's forgiveness available. So that's why we're talking about what God did to Jesus. So God humbled Jesus. He's humbled by God so that God's forgiveness might be available to us all. Jesus' child, death, resurrection, was not a mistake. It was not either an accident. But it is God's sovereign, sovereign plan to save a sinner like me. It is God's sovereign plan to save a sinner like me. When we look at the description in Isaiah 53, verse 2, 3, we can see 
that Jesus, he was despised. He was rejected. And when men see him, then hide the face. The faces. That's what it is said. They hide the faces to not see him. They despise him. They reject him. He was not esteemed by people of his days. Nobody likes him. All of that. He, was, he, he went through God's hands upon him. To humble him. To make God's provision available for you and for me. In the description, it is said that the word despised means was a title. They use it as a title, like the despised one. Jesus was considered as the despised one. And the, the word of God in Isaiah tells us that he didn't, he has ever done no wrong. He has done no wrong. And he has, he had never deceived anyone. But he was rejected. Not because he deceived somebody that he was rejected. Not because he deceived somebody that he was despised. But all of that, it's because of us. To make God's forgiveness available. To anyone who calls upon his name for salvation. So that he can, we can be saved. So that we, those who receive him. Who receive the salvation. And the salvation is available. Somebody. Some people in his times. They just reject him. They rejected him. They despise him. Just because they want Wanted to stand against him. Just because of that. And some rejected him. Because. Of of his great gift. Of forgiveness. Because of that. Some rejected him. And some people. They they acknowledge it. And they um, embraced him. As you do. As we have just come. To celebrate his death. And his death. And his resurrection through this bread made from a factory, from the hands of men. But in agreement of, in agreement of faith, we realize that this bread, this is his body, his flesh that was beaten, that was whipped, that was pierced because of me. It is as we, we took the cup. We lift it up, we lift it up, and we said, this is his blood, shed on the cross of Calvary, for me, to save me, from the power of sin. That's what he did for us. That's what he did for all of us. And now we, we stand in, we stand in faith, by worshiping him, by letting him, Humble us as we serving in different ministries in church in his body as we come to God together in him we let him 
ambulance. We, we led him. We're so thankful to him for all that he experienced for us. All that he suffered to set us free. And we often say that we are free indeed. This freedom has become our freedom. This freedom has become my freedom. And because of all that he suffered on the cross of Calvary, we have just come to sing it. He has counted us righteousness. Righteous in him. We are counted righteous in him because he accepted to be humble by God the Father. Because he accepted to be humbled by God the Father to come down as we often sing. He came from heaven to earth to show us the way. And from heaven to, to, the, to the cross, our death is paid. And from the cross to the grave. From the cross from the gra- to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Today, we know, we acknowledge that we have this peace because he accepted to come. He accepted to be rejected. Sometimes we, rem- we remember when at, at our 18s, when our teenage, sometimes, how in college or in high school, in the neighborhood, in the family, we, we, we can remember probably somebody from home. We used to hide our face or our faces. Somebody from home we used to hide or even neglected in the family. Even neglected or rejected in the group. We don't want him to be part, to, to be part of this group. Probably, I don't know. But we, if we can remember that, we can, it's a reminder that we can see all that Jesus experienced because of us. To set us free. To be, to be his worshippers today, to stand before him and to acknowledge that today I am not rejected. Today, today I am a member of God's family. We are members of God's family. And that's why we're growing up in him in faith to be like him. Every day we're saying that we want to be like him. And we want to live this life by being his witnesses to the world. And he told us, as in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, that we will receive, the Holy Spirit will come upon us and we will will receive the power. As we're walking in him. That we will be his witnesses to, to, the, to the rest of the world, to the world, into Jerusalem, 
Today we are his witnesses because we acknowledge what he did on the cross. What he suffered, what he experienced on the cross to set us free. To grant us this position to be a member of God's family. Somebody embrace it. Some people embrace it. Some do not. Maybe today it's the opportunity for those who didn't pay attention to that to realize he suffered all of that just to bring me peace just because of me. Not only Jesus died, but also we can see in verse 4 that Jesus carried our sorrows and redeemed us from the power of sin. Praise the Lord. We are redeemed from the power of sin. Romans 6. Sunday we learn about that we are free. We died with Christ. And now we, we, we are set free. Sin has no control over our life anymore. Because of what he experienced. Because of what he suffered. Because of all that happened to him. Sin has no power. And we remember the famous word. Death to, dead to that. You remember it. So we are dead to that. Sin has no power in my life. So whenever I feel this feeling, I, I, I meditate. I, I pray God, God's word over my life. And I stand in him. And that's why souls in the word, in the original language, is translated by sometimes sicknesses. Sometimes weaknesses, even sin. He, car- he carried my souls. That meant my weaknesses. Some spiritual weaknesses. Spiritual weaknesses in, in my life. He carried all of these spiritual weaknesses. He always carrying all of these spiritual Weaknesses. Physical weaknesses, sicknesses. We remember that when Jesus and his disciples met a young man who was born blind. And his disciples went to Jesus and they said to Jesus, What happened to this man? Was did he sin? Or did his parents sense that he is born blind? That was the question they asked, sent to Jesus. Who is he? Did he sin or his parents? Jesus said, no. He didn't sin. Not because his parents sinned either. This happened just... For the glory of God. 
so that God can be glorified. In our sicknesses, we pray God. Sometimes we feel the healing. God brings the healing. God, we still, sometimes we pray that we don't, we don't feel the healing, we don't say it, and we're still waiting for God to make it happen. We're still waiting for God. God can, can heal me. God will heal me. You're saying, oh no God, I, I am still praying. God will heal, heal me. Not because I sin, not because my father sin, not because my mother sin. We're still waiting on God. And even if God do not, we don't receive the healing that we've been expected, God is still glorified. Amen. We still stand in his presence and we still stand for his glory in our body. Sometimes we call the elders of the church, as James 5 tells us, we call the elders of the church, they can come and pray. And we know that the elders can lay his hand on us to pray because they are the saints of the church. We're still waiting that God did something. We're still waiting that God does something for our member of the family. But we still depends on his grace. Amen. We still depends on his grace. And we're still waiting until... He says the final word. We cannot do it. We are not complaining. We are waiting. Waiting on him. We are so happy. Not only that Jesus. Not only carried. Our souls. But also. He rose from dead. This power that went to the tomb and rose him from dead is available in my personal life because I call upon the name of the Lord. This power is in me to strengthen me, to strengthen my body, to open my eyes so I can always see his glory. So that I can always see him working in me, in my family, in my workplace, in my church. So his power, the same power, is not available for me. And I can stand against this darkness. Evil spirit, I can come against it and call upon the name of the Lord. And as we say, we sing it and we'll save. This power made us today experiencing God's glory. God's glory. Because we read that Jesus, when God will see all that is accomplished, all that is accomplished on him by his anguish, verse 4, we can see that, verse 4, the 11, 11, verse 11, all that is accomplished in him, he will be satisfied. God will be satisfied when he, he see that Jesus accepted to be humble by him, to come to the earth, to 
bear to carry our souls and God will be satisfied. And when God is satisfied, he sends grace. When God is satisfied, he sends grace. God is happy. And when we make God happy, we can feel the happiness that he sent down to strengthen us. When we walk with Christ in, in his church, in his body, we feel his grace overflow. His grace in our life. And that's why we realize God says in, the, in verse 12 of Isaiah 53. When he is satisfied, he will honor him. Him honor him and place him in a place of honor as the one who is mighty and great. When God is satisfied. When God is satisfied with the work that we're doing in his, in his church body and the church today, God will honor us. He will honor us by the ways we are raising our children, by the way we are leading his services, he will honor us. He will bless us. Not only God carry our souls, redeem us from the power of sin, but also we can see in verse 5, in verse 6, that Jesus died. He died on the cross to give us eternal peace. Eternal peace. He died on the cross to provide us, to make available for us peace. So that our life is not trouble. But we have peace in him. This peace, this is the word that when we see in these verses and we read that he was crushed. So the word crushed. This, this series of verbs that we can see. Crushed. He was crushed for our sins. And we can check the verb crushed and sin. And we can see also he was beaten. That we might have peace. So Jesus was beaten for me. He was beaten for me. Not because he, done some, he has done something wrong. That's just for me. He was beaten. And we can see the word, the verb, he was whipped. Jesus was whipped. Or pierced. Or whipped. For my peace. For my healing. He was whipped. He was whipped. That myself today, I can have a new identity in Christ. Myself today, I can have a new identity. Well, I mean a new identity. Because of that, all that is suffered for me, I have. 
through his victory from death, now I have a new identity in Christ. The one that I was lost by sin, now we, we gain it because of what he suffered for the church for me. So not only I have a new identity in Christ, he said that also he restores my meaning. That my life today has a new meaning. Has a new meaning today because I am not the same person I was when I, you remember when I was, when you were in college. We are not the same person that we were 10 years before that. Before we accepted that the calling, the salvation that Jesus took out. Before we accepted that, we are a different person. And when we come to Jesus, we accepted the calling, the salvation, and we accepted, we embraced him, all that he done, he done for our sin. And now we have become a new person in him. We have reconciled, we, we have, we reconciled with God. And we have, we found our identity in Christ Jesus. And our life have a different meaning. Yes. My life has a different meaning today in Christ. I am called, I am called today, brother. We are called brothers. We are called sisters today in Christ Jesus. And our sin, now, our sin can, is forgiven. Our past can be forgiven. Our past can be forgiven because we have become a new person in Christ. Because we are living today. And because he lives today, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives today, I can face tomorrow. And today, I have a new identity. I have a new, my life has a new meaning because of what? Because Jesus now, he has Banished my worries, my shame. They are banished. And today, thanks to all of that, I have profound joy in Him. And I can say, there's joy. There's joy for me today. Long time, in the past, I didn't have a smile on my face. But today, I am so joyful. Today I am happy because I am living in the hope of the gospel for today. Amen. I am living in the hope of the gospel. So my life has a new sense. I have taken a new step in faith. I am not, as we read, uh, we are not like sheep. Wandering everybody. I'm not going on my own way. Now Jesus is leading me. I'm walking after him. Step by step after him. He's modeling me. He's doing me. Giving a new direction for my life. 
That's what happened. Jesus, as he said, he was silent. He was silent. As a sheep was silent before the shearers. He was silent. He didn't say any, any word. Why? Because he had to satisfy God's desire. That's why he didn't say any word. Because he had to satisfy God's desire, God's plan. And that's why we read that when God sees that all that is happened by his anguish, God is satisfied. That's why today, when we're living this humility, we let God humble ourselves, humble us, we do not give a response, an answer to this question because we remember what he did. He didn't say anything to those who were whipping him, who, who, were, who were beating him. He didn't say anything. And that's why so many times in our Christian life, when people look at us, when people tell us something that we would not like, them to say but when we remember what he did how he behaved himself before these people who were beating him he didn't say anything and we glorify the name of the Lord in our living in the church today we glorify the, the name of the Lord to let him model our life to let him direct our step to give us a new direction in him. And we are so blessed today that the church come together to worship him and to realize all that happened to him. Rejection. He was considered the despised one. Rejection. They whipped him. They beat him. He went to the tomb. All that happened to him. So that today. I can have. A new position. A new life. It's amazing. Is that amazing? Yeah it's amazing. And today. I am counted. Me. Who was a sinner. I'm a new person in Christ. I'm a servant today. Amen. I'm a servant today. You are a servant today. In his body. You are serving. You are serving. And there's joy in the service. That you are provided. You are providing in the body of Christ. Because he knows. Your souls. And he's been through. All of these. And he has the final word. In this, through this, my Savior has the final word. And anybody, that means, let's say, anybody who call upon his name, anyone, that means what? That means salvation is right there. We just need, just take it. Claim upon it. 
claim salvation as yours and wider it's yours. And now, when you receive the salvation, you start studying his word and his word has authority in, in it to purify you, to model you, to direct you, to open your eyes, to, to sanctify you. And you are walking in sanctification. You are walking in a pure sanctification. You are, as you are asking him every day, sanctify my life, O Lord. Sanctify my life. And all, when all of this is done and God is glorified, and when God is glorified and him, he, he honor, honors him and he put on his, his shoulders the government. He put on his, on his shoulders the government so that he become today. He become today. Today in this present moment, Jesus has become my wonderful counselor. He has become my wonderful counselor. Now I can go to him in the past before I met Jesus, before I accepted this salvation, before I, my life has a no meaning. I would go to somebody else for counseling. I would go to somebody else, to a friend. But today, I'm going to the elders of the church. Amen. I'm going to the elders of the church and I will ask them for direction. I will ask them to pray with me for this problem. And they will come. They will fall on their knees. They will surround you, church, and they will pray over you. And God will honor the prayers. Because it is said that the prayers of faith, God will honor those prayers made by faith. That today, I have a new counselor. He is Jesus. I have a new counselor. He is Jesus. He's, he's not my, my past friend. He's not my old friend in college. But he is Jesus. He is my counselor. He has become my, my mighty God. My mighty God. That's in him. I have strength. Strength. To face the day. Strength for tomorrow. He is my everlasting father. Probably. Don't know what image of father. But a good one. He is my good father. He knows when I am hungry. He knows everything about me. He is my good father. And he is. My prince of peace. He is my prince of peace. That's why he was whipped. He was beaten to give me peace. And this peace, this is the word that we oftenly use in church. This is shalom. He is my shalom. Amen. He is my shalom. I have peace with God. I'm no stranger with God now. 
We are no stranger in God's family now. We have peace with God, peace with in the church, and peace in us. And when I look at my father, I say, peace, brother. That means I wish you good health, provision for your family, healing for your family. So the Jews, when they use the word shalom, they mean peace to you, brother. Peace to you. Be to you, sister. Go in peace. May God provide for your family. And that's why we together need to remember that. That in God, we have peace. We have three, these three call. Call for salvation. Call for healing. And wait upon him. Until he says the final word. And call for peace in our family. And when you feel depassed by, by it, you call the elders of the church. You, you call the fellows of the church. Please come pray with me. And we pray together. And we wait for God to say the final word. May God bless the church.